poor, passable, dreadful, okayish, decent, dire, mediocre. That was the repetitive pattern of my marking. I sighed heavily, annoyed at the substandard level of work I was subjected to reading. Mostly C's, a few D's, and a very rare B. This particular class was getting tiring. There wasn't a single shining student in this group, and there were meant to be third-year undergraduate physics students, for God's sake. A thought briefly crossed my mind, that I, as their lecturer, may in some small way be partly responsible for their lack of achievement. The thought was gone as soon as it arrived. No, it was definitely down to their lack of ability, rather than any deficiency in my teaching methods. I, Dr. Helena Roderick, was an experienced professor and had worked damn hard to get my doctorate, and these students should have the tenacity and intellect to at least earn my respect. But none of them had so far. As I sat in my office approaching the last couple of papers, my mind drifted towards the evening ahead. It was already 6pm, and I had a dinner date planned for 8. I should have been on my way home by now. It was actually a blind date of sorts. My friend and colleague, Dr. Stella Hendricks, had recently met a man and didn't want to face the awkwardness of a first date on her own. So I was tagging along, and he was bringing a friend too. A double date. I had to admit I felt a tingle of something resembling excitement. These days my life was filled with lecturing average students, research work, and dinner for one. The science conventions I attended biannually were the highlight of my year, and that was really rather sad. Though I dated over the years, the pot of eligible men seemed to be fast diminishing. I wondered if that old, plenty more fish in the sea chestnut was the most wildly inaccurate platitude ever. I was ready for something new and exciting in my life. Or should I say someone new and exciting? I'd been seeking Mr. Perfect for so long. Maybe this guy would finally be the one. I didn't have time to finish the marking. I needed to get ready. I was about to drop the remaining papers in the drawer for tomorrow morning when I noticed that I was holding the research paper from one of my most notorious students, Craig Barrow. Somehow Craig had made it into the third year on a wing and prayer, but his luck was running out fast. In truth, I knew how he'd made it this far. As the star player in the university rugby team, he was likely to go professional as soon as he graduated in a few months. If he graduated. Everyone loved Craig. He was a 21-year-old charmer with the world at his feet on the brink of sports superstardom. Premier League club teams had already scouted him, so his focus was firmly on sports. Mine, however, was firmly on physics, and I knew that if he failed his paper, there was virtually no chance of him graduating. After a quick scan through, I could see that he'd produced the usual drivel. I sighed again and sat leaned back in my chair. For some reason I hesitated before marking it with an E, which was very unusual for me, as I generally delighted in marking down students like him, who were time-wasters, skipped lectures, fell asleep during my talks, submitted late papers, and simply had no aptitude or drive for my subject. In fact, I had been well aware over the last couple of weeks that Craig's luck was running out. I only had to mark this paper with the poor mark it deserved, and I would have my revenge. But for some reason I hesitated. I reasoned that I would leave it until tomorrow, and slipped it into the drawer with the other papers. I always thought I'd be married by forty years old. 
That's how it was supposed to go, wasn't it? Pour yourself into your study, and then your chosen career. Be open and attentive to possible suitors, and at some stage the one will come along. At least that's how I assumed it would go. It's not like it was a plan I had mapped out. It was just there in the back of my mind. Married at forty. Ha! I laughed to myself as I got ready for the date in the ladies' room by my office, reapplying my makeup and combing my chin-length copper hair. Seemed like I was about to miss that target. It turned out that I didn't have the same control over my romantic life as I did over my studies and my career. In fact, I've come to realize that the principles I always applied to the latter were completely ineffective on the prior.